Hello, you're listening to a podcast from Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. Radio Maria is a 24-7 Catholic radio station broadcasting online via our app, Radio Maria Play, and on DAB in an increasing number of areas. You can follow us on social media. And if you enjoy this program, please do click like and subscribe to us on your podcast provider. Radio Maria relies entirely upon listener donations. We have no other sources of funding, so please do consider supporting us with a monthly or one-off donation so that we can continue to keep providing great programming free at the point of access. To donate or find out more, visit us at radiomariaengland.uk. listening to Radio Maria and this is Father Toby with your word for today um, and yesterday I spoke on the the great feast of Pentecost one day late um, and that meant that I missed uh, yesterday's great feast of Mary mother of the the church um, which I want to say something on today so I feel like this week I'm I'm perpetually uh, one day behind um, maybe there's there's something about my life about that as well but uh, there we go. I'll leave that for you to make up your minds. But let's begin. And I want to read the, the first half of uh, yesterday's first reading, which is taken from Genesis uh, chapter three. And this is verses nine to 15. After Adam had eaten of the tree, the Lord God called to him. Where are you? He asked. I heard the sound of you in the garden. He replied. I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Who told you that you were naked? He asked. Have you been eating of the tree I forbade you to eat? The man replied, It was the woman you put with me. She gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, What is this you have done? The woman replied, The serpent tempted me, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, be accursed beyond all cattle, all wild beasts. You shall crawl on your belly and eat dust every day of your life. I will make you enemies of each other, you and the woman, your offspring and her offspring. It will crush your head and you will strike its heel. The man named his wife Eve because she was the mother of all those who live. So I was at a prestigious theological lecture recently, and the speaker was a Christian minister, and he made reference to some development in his life, and then he told how he had lied to his mother about it. And there was lots of laughter. And I have to admit, I was a little bit shocked. Here we were in Westminster Abbey, and I was surrounded by people laughing about the breaking of a commandment. Now, I'm not seeking to cast myself as holier than thou, but I do think it's a problem how casual we've become about lying in our culture. I think it's especially problematic in light of how much easier it is for, for us to lie 
and lie in really damaging and widely spread ways with technologies like deep fake and the ability to use somebody's voice via computer software to make them say something they have never said. All of this deeply concerns me. I was with my cousin's boys recently and I forget what we were talking about, but I came up with one of those occasional profound things that I think I come up with, or at least that I think are profound. And I asked the twins, I said to them, what's one thing that it is good to be really bad at? And my answer was lying. You get some people who are terrible liars. They would be shocking at poker. And it's a great gift. Because the problem if you're good at lying is that you start to use lying to cover up the tracks where you should have been good. You start using lying to look good rather than put your efforts into being good. And the folly of it all is that, as we see in our first reading, that God, the only one whose judgment matters, sees. God sees, and we can manipulate other people's perception of reality as much as we like, but not God's. And when we look around us, we see lying is going on on an industrial scale. So much of our politics seeks to spread deliberately deceitful information about the other side. Now, I'm not taking sides in this example I give. I am not a fan of any of the main parties right now. I would like to be, but I'm not. But one recent example was the Labour adverts accusing Rishi Sunak of not wanting child sex offenders to go to jail, when all that had happened was that judges had used the sentencing discretion that they had been given by Sakir Starmer when he was in government. That is not the worst of the lying. There is now a widespread effort to take control over reality, to assume the role of God and to speak reality into being rather than use our language to describe the reality that God spoke into being. As we saw in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve took of the fruit that God had forbade them to eat from, tempted by Satan's promise that then they should become like gods. We see that effort in our efforts to uh, to control reality through our use of language. We see it with the disputes around pronouns. We see it with efforts around transhumanism. You see it with social media, a whole sector dedicated to projecting a desirable self-image rather than a true one. If you want to learn more about the effects of technology and its distorting realities, I really cannot recommend highly enough the work of a secular philosopher of tech and pioneer, Jaron Lanier. That's L-A-N-I-E-R, Jaron Lanier. And the antidote to all this is the imitation of Christ and of his blessed mother. With the beautiful feast of Mary, mother of the church, that Pope Francis instituted following immediately the day after Pentecost. With this beautiful feast, we get in the first reading what's called the Proto-Evangelium. Those words at the end of that reading where God, even whilst uh, preparing to, to exile Adam and Eve from the garden, prepares the way for us to re-enter into the garden. And when he speaks in of the way that... Uh, the serpent's head will be crushed by the offspring of Mary. And it's Mary's yes, Mary's integrity, Mary's honesty, Mary's fidelity 
to the reality that God has put in place. Mary's willingness to accept the desires of God, however difficult, however scary that they might have been to her. It's Mary's yes, her humility and her lowliness that raises us up, that brings Christ into the world, that restores once more the possibility of us walking in union with God in the garden, of no longer being ashamed by our nakedness because we no longer objectify one another, because we now see the person rather than an object. And so if we want the church to become holier, the church whose birthday we celebrate at Pentecost, then the church must more and more imitate the mother of the church, Mary. And so now I'd like to, to take a listen to a, a setting of the, the Magnificat, that beautiful song of, uh, of Mary's, um, and it will be our gospel reading on uh, tomorrow when we celebrate the, the visitation. And by that time, I might even be back up to date.
This was a Radio Maria podcast. If you enjoyed it, do please click like and subscribe on your podcast provider or leave us a review. Every bit of feedback helps increase our visibility and allows us to reach more people with the message of Christ's saving truth. And if you don't already, you can listen to Radio Maria live either online or on DAB in selected regions of the UK. We'd love for you to call in live and be part of the conversation. See our website, radiomariaengland.uk, for more details and a full schedule of programmes. And do please consider making a donation so that we can keep making more programmes like this. We are completely dependent upon the generosity of our listeners.